You are a service member spouse and you've just received a recent diagnosis and you might need to enroll in EFMP. What do you do next? We're going to talk about that and more in this podcast for you, the EFMP family. Hi, I'm Karen Terry, and we're going to be talking today about EFMP and enrollment. Welcome to the EFMP and Me podcast, brought to you by the Office of Special Needs and Military OneSource. My name is Karen, and I'm a program analyst with the Office of Special Needs. I am also a retired military member and a mother of a special needs child, so I am very happy to share EFMP and Me with you because I really believe it can make a difference for you in whatever your role as you navigate through EFMP. For those of you not yet familiar, EFMP and Me is an online tool designed for the families in the program to help them find information and resources whenever and wherever they need it. It can be accessed via your mobile device on Apple or Android or on a regular computer. So basically, as long as you have a phone or Wi-Fi connection, you can use this tool. So it's easy to make it your first stop when you have questions. There are 10 large topic categories to choose from. Topics are like education or PCS or medical. And each of those topics has multiple checklists within them that break down specific events or processes that correspond to that topic. So it is a great place to start to get an idea of what needs to be done and who you need to talk to to make things happen. Also, there are four profiles in EFMP and Me, and each has a content customized to that user. So you might be a family member or a service member or a service provider or even a military leader. There's content just for you. So without further ado, let's get started on today's topic. And fittingly, we will start our first podcast with the first topic category in EFMP and Me, which is about EFMP and enrollment. Military families who have a military family member with special needs may have concerns about enrolling in the Exceptional Family Member Program. In this episode, we're talking to Rebecca Lombardi. Rebecca is the Associate Director of the Office of the Secretary of Defense, Office of Special Needs, which we commonly call OSN. Welcome to our first episode, Rebecca. Hi, Karen. Thanks for having me. This is, I think, going to be a really good beginning to our podcast series. Yeah, I think so too. Um, So let's get started with some of the basics. I'm sure that not all of our listeners know um, what OSN is exactly and how it's related to the Exceptional Family Member Program. Can you tell us a little bit more about your team and what OSN does? Sure. The Office of Special Needs, as some of you know, was established by Congress in 2010, um, essentially to improve the Department of Defense's support to our military families with special needs and or educational needs. The Exceptional Family Member Program, or the EFMP, is part of the OSN, but we also have oversight for IDEA services that are provided to families OCONUS, as well as to families CONUS, who are living on an installation where there's a DODEA school. And as I recall, Karen, I think you're going to be talking about this in a future episode. Yeah, we sure will. A couple episodes from now, it's going to be about education, and we'll be going over more of those IDEA services then, yes. Okay, great. Well, I'll save that. We'll save that for the the next episode. Okay. Um, Moving on with OSN. Um, We are charged with developing policy that guides the implementation of standardized support services at the installation level. So essentially, we're, we're a policy office. 
Uh, but as part of this policy, our staff is also working in collaboration with the services, not only to develop that policy, but also to actually standardize the various services in order to improve support for our families that are enrolled in the EFMP. Okay. So then EFMP is just one part of OSN. It's not all of OSN. Right. Okay. So, exactly. All right. Exactly. Okay. So if I'm brand new um, to the Exceptional Family Member Program, what do I need to know? What is it? What's it for? How does it work? What are the things I need to know to make this happen for me? Well, EFMP is a mandatory enrollment program for all active duty personnel who have a family member or family members with special needs. EFMP enrollment is not just for children. Hmm. A spouse or other adult family member, like a parent, could certainly be enrolled as long as the individual is an established dependent of the service member. EFMP helps improve readiness by ensuring their needs are considered during the assignment process. In other words, family medical and educational needs are assessed or looked at during the assignment coordination process to help ensure that the gaining location, the place that they're supposed to be moving to, Uh has services that they need, which I think helps the service member complete their mission because then they don't have to worry about what's happening with their family. They know that their family can get the services that they need, which is, is very important. So does OSN do all of that? How, do, how does, I mean, that seems like a lot of moving parts and complicated things. How is it organized so all those things can happen? Well, that's a good question because it does get rather complicated. No, OSN, because we are a policy office, we don't do all of those functions per okay. se. There are three components that have very specific roles that contribute to the overall EFMP. Okay. The first one is the identification and enrollment. And once somebody is identified with a special medical or educational need, the MTF, the medical treatment facility, works with the family to enroll them in the program. Okay. The process of identification can actually take place in a variety of ways. The school may have identified an educational issue. The individual may be seen for a random medical appointment and an issue or condition may be discovered, Mm -hmm. a family may self-disclose an issue, Mm -hmm. or what often happens is during the screening process for an overseas move, it's determined that there is a special need. Oh, so that's why it's so important to get that screening done. Yes, absolutely. So who, who does that part? Is that medical since they go to the medical treatment facility? Yes, absolutely. And that brings us to the second component, which is assignment coordination. And this process occurs when a service member is actually preparing for that permanent change of station move or their PCS move. And this is coordinated not only between medical, but the personnel commands as well. Mm. And again, it's to ensure that the special needs of a family member are considered during the assignment process to check with the gaining location to see if there are services available to meet that family member's need. So this process can be especially important because needed services may be limited in some locations. Right. And you need to know so that you don't go there. (laughs) Well, yes. And this is one of the things that we hear about a lot is the assignment coordination process. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's personnel who are doing that. Personnel and medical. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. And then what's the last component? 
And the last component is the family support component. And this one plays a critical role in helping families navigate the two components, identification and enrollment and assignment coordination, mm -hmm. as well as connecting families to information and resources both on and off the installation and providing additional support through the program's non-clinical case management services, which are a more hands-on approach for some families that would like that. Mm -hmm. EFMP family support is, is available to anyone with a special needs family member, including guard or reserve. Okay. So that's interesting about the three components. I'm not sure people are really aware of those three components and how they work together and what they do individually. So for enrollment... Uh, a family will work mostly with the medical component. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what are some of the reasons I might need to enroll my family member? Uh, we've talked about med medical and educational, but you also talked about criteria. So what, what would be some of those reasons? Well, there are a variety of conditions that meet criteria for enrollment and your medical provider or school can refer you to your installation MTF to assist in enrollment mm -hmm. um, with the paperwork as well as enrollment into the program. Oh, okay. Each service at this point has their own enrollment process. So I would highly recommend that people check with your own service for specifics on how to enroll. And just as kind of a side note, our office, as the policy office, is currently working with the services to standardize the identification and enrollment process across the services so that it's a standard process, so that if you are being stationed at a sister service, that process would then be the same as it is in your own service. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds like it will be very helpful. Mm -hmm. I think so. So... To make it easy for people right now, we have the hyperlinks for each of the services EFMP policies on EFMP and me. You can go on about EFMP and enrollment, one of the checklist, and it will um, hyperlink you to your specific policy if you want to review that. And until we have a joint policy or a, a DOD policy. Um, so if I think my family member might have a special need, what do you suggest I do first? We've we've talked about criteria. So now I think maybe my family member has something that should be enrolled or a reason to be enrolled. Where should I go? What should I do? I would recommend that you start by contacting the EFMP office at your installation medical treatment facility. Okay. After discussing your concerns with them, they can let you know where you need to begin. It really depends on your, your particular situation and they really have the knowledge and skill to kind of help start the process and then help you kind of walk through that process so you, that you know where to go from there. Okay. So enrollment in EFMP is mandatory, right? Why is it mandatory? Yes, it is mandatory. EFMP serves families by ensuring that the family's needs are considered during the assignment process. This goes all back to the assignment process. We don't want you to move someplace where care is not available. If it's not available, the family doesn't thrive. The military member, being part of that family, of course, can't focus on the mission. Uh, so it, it, it really makes sense that we ensure that services are available when they're getting ready to, to move. Right. So kind of along those lines, I've heard a lot of reasons why people don't want to enroll. They have concerns about enrolling or they've, they are 
mentioning, I guess, myths that some people have about EFMP. Can you talk to some of those? What are some of the common myths that you've heard about enrolling in EFMP? Well, one of the things that we hear is that some believe that EFMP has responsibility for the TRICARE ECHO benefit, um, medical treatment services, that sort of thing. Oh, and so is that true? How do you answer that? I will say it's very complicated. (laughs) I think there's a lot of confusion over that. However, the EFMP does not provide medical care to families. It has no oversight responsibility for ECHO or medical benefits. Medical care is medical care. Okay. It is true that proof of EFMP enrollment and an eligible condition are required in order to access ECHO benefits, but that's really a verification process as, a, mm-hmm. as opposed to providing medical care. Right. The, the MTF has a very narrowly defined piece of the EFMP, which is the identification and enrollment and assignment coordination, which are processes, not medical care. So OSN has no um, oversight over ECHO or TRICARE? Correct. Okay. So along the same lines of reasons people hesitate to enroll, I've also heard that EFMP will hurt a service member's career. Can you speak to that myth just a little bit? Sure. EFMP is a confidential program. Information is only shared with individuals with a need to know. EFMP information is not made available to selection boards. And EFMP can enhance a service member's career, actually, by ensuring that family members' needs are taken care of, even when the service member is away. Mm -hmm. It provides services that help improve the quality of life for family members through EFMP family support, enabling the service member to concentrate on their mission. Um, But just as a point of interest, the Marine Corps conducted a study in 2016, and the results were, were really quite interesting. They indicated that there were no negative impacts associated with enrollment in the EFMP. And in fact, the study showed that Marines in the EFMP remained on active duty a slightly longer time than their non-EFMP peers and achieved slightly higher ranks. Hmm. And I've heard anecdotally, which is not part of this study, this study has not been um, replicated across the services, I just want to be clear, but just anecdotally that in other services, there are service members that do achieve a higher rank, Mm -hmm. so they move up the ranks, and others do stay in longer. Oh, so that's kind of good news then. (laughs) But, But it's an interesting study. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, And we're going to go ahead and put a link to that study in the episode description so people can find it very easily. But it's also, of course, available on EFMP and me. Okay, so we've talked about enrollment. And I'm just curious if there's any reasons a family can disenroll. Does that ever happen where they they want out or once they're in, are they always in? No, they're not always in. (laughs) Um, Clearly, family needs change. Mm-hmm. There are circumstances under which uh, a family may disenroll. As with enrollment, disenrollment must be assessed by a physician at the MTF. So both the enrollment and disenrollment processes take place at the MTF. Okay. Some of the reasons for disenrollment may be a 
change in medical or educational needs. If there's a change in medical or educational conditions and the family no longer meets criteria for enrollment into the EFMP, they very well may be disenrolled. So does that happen automatically or does the family member need to go and say, hey, my child graduated from high school, is no longer um, in need of educational services, I shouldn't be in EFMP anymore? I think there are a couple of ways this happens. A family may go in on their own and make a request at the MTF. The other thing is that every one to three years, and it that one to three depends on the service, mm-hmm. um, there is a review of each individual's enrollment into the EFMP, which means that their enrollment is looked at, it's updated, any new conditions may be added, conditions that no longer exist may be deleted, and that sort of thing. So they're they're reviewing it for the appropriateness of, of the enrollment. Oh, okay. So change in medical or educational needs. Um, are there more reasons or is that the only one? Yeah, divorce may be another one. Okay. Uh, and again, depending on the status of, of the situation, for example, if say the service member no longer has physical custody of the child, um, and it's, it, it, I'm sure, is more complicated than that, but <laughs> it always is. <laughs> um, if the enrolled individual is an ex-spouse, this would be something that you'd actually really have to look into. But divorce is definitely another issue. Okay. Another reason for disenrollment could be that a family member no longer is eligible for care. Say the en- enrolled child reaches the age of 21 no longer meets the college or incapacity guidelines, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And death of a family member who is enrolled in the program. So there are several ways that you would, again, really need to check with your MTF. Okay. And they could guide you where you need to go to to start with this process. Okay. And of course, you can find a checklist in EFMP and me for disenrollment. We've talked about EFMP and enrollment, and now I'd like to talk just a little bit more about EFMP and me to give everyone a better idea of how it can help service and family members. It's new, it's less than a year old, and I just want people to understand what it's all about and how it can help them. So, do you want to say something? Sure. If you haven't had a chance yet, I really encourage you to visit EFMP and me and and look for whatever information that you are wanting, particularly in terms of this podcast, the enrollment information is under about EFMP and enrollment. So if you're looking for more information on that, please go and take a look. Mm-hmm. And this topic is is just one of, of 10 major categories within EFMP and me, correct? Correct, 10. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And there are a number of checklists located within each of those categories. I tend to look at this sort of like online shopping, and I know you hate it when I say that, but (laughs) you can pick and choose what you want. You can narrow down your categories and you can hone in on what it is that you want as opposed to reading through a whole bunch of stuff that you really don't have any interest in. And I think that this is what this particular website, the EFMP and me does for you. I think it's a a great tool. So I would really encourage you to, to try it out. The other thing is, if you're if you're logged into EFMP and me with your military one source login information, mm-hmm. you can save your work and come back to it. Oh, nice! So if you don't have time right now, you can always come back and revisit it. You can also print the checklist out when you're done, whether or not you've logged in. So you really don't need to log in in order to see this information. It's just kind of nice that when you do log in, 
you can save your work and come back to it and you don't have to print it all. Okay. And then you don't have to start over either because you're, you saved it where you left off. Oh, that's, that's good. Cause. Right. Exactly. So um, who can use EFMP and me? Is it, is it just for these service members and family members or can anybody in the military or outside of the military use EFMP and me? Anybody really. We have designed it, of course, for service members and family members enrolled in the EFMP and the service providers and leaders who support them. Okay. I think it's particularly helpful to families who may be geographically separated from a service installation, particularly guard and reserve service members. Or recruiters. Yes, that's true. Good point. And I think that it's come out at a particularly good time, unfortunately, during this COVID pandemic. However, I think that fewer people are probably going out. It may be more difficult sometimes to get information. And this just gives people an additional way that they can get information 24-7 on issues and concerns that they may have about EFMP or special needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good point about the geographically separated or the Guard and Reserve service members. As a former reservist, I know that duty status can change pretty quickly. And um, one day you're not eligible for EFMP and the next day you're going on orders for 30 days or more and you are eligible to join. And maybe even it's mandatory for you to join at that point. So um, I think it's really great that there is a tool available right on their phone that they can use to kind of orient themselves to EFMP and me or EFMP in general and get started so that they know what to expect when they get to their installation and they're on their active duty orders and they can just kind of hit the ground running, I guess. So that's that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Well, and having it on your phone, I, I think makes it even more accessible. Yeah. You can be out and maybe you have a couple of minutes of downtime, but there was something that you wanted to look up and right. you can just pull your phone out instead of having to go to your computer and you know power it up. You're in the waiting room of one of those MTFs. Now you can look up stuff and right. exactly. have something productive to do. Great. Um, is there anything else about EFMP and me you would like the families to know? Because we're getting close to the end here. Okay. Well, first of all, just thank you so much for having me on. I've, I've really appreciated talking to you. Oh, of course. For me, it was a great opportunity to be able to share with our audience some information that they may not already know. Mm-hmm. But there is one more thing that I would like to mention about the EFMP and me tool. Okay. Is that... Um, we would like to hear back from you. We put a lot of time and effort into this. We reached out to the services uh, and to family members before we completed this task and asked what people felt was important to them mm-hmm. and tried to develop this in a way that would be helpful. Right. And we really would like additional feedback from you all. So the next time that you're on EFMP and me, go ahead and look in the upper right-hand corner of the screen and you'll see a contact button. You can click that and then click on feedback and you can then provide us feedback on what you feel works, how we could refine this, because we really do want to make this a tool that doesn't become old school. We want to keep it up fresh. We want to have information that is going to continue to be helpful to you. So I'll I'll stop with my pitch, but we really (laughs) do encourage you to provide us some feedback. Well, I'm just going to continue on with that pitch and just piggyback on it and say that, yes, feedback is very important. Um, EFMP and me, the me part 
is everyone out there who's listening to this. And so we want it to be appropriate and meaningful to them. We want them to be able to have an experience with it that enhances their overall experience with EFMP. So in order to find EFMP and me, there's a couple ways you can do that. The first thing is you could go on to Military OneSource and you will see a link for EFMP and me. Click on it and it will take you right there. Um, that is EFMP and me, all one word, E-F-M-P-A-N-D-M-E dot Military OneSource dot mil. Also, you can go on to the brand new app that Military One Source has just introduced maybe a couple months ago, I think already. Um, but you can get it at the app store for your, your iPhone or for your Android. And it is My Military One Source. And if you download that and you go into it, you will see EFMP and me, the little logo. You can click on that and we'll take you straight there. So you have a really quick and easy way to get there from your phone as well. Um, good news for service providers and leaders. We have just introduced the content for you um, on EFMP and me. So if you go onto EFMP and me and you click on either service provider or leader, um, you will be going into a password protected area this is content just for you to give you more context to EFMP, to give you as leaders, maybe you need a better understanding of what EFMP does and how you as the leader can better support your unit members. We've tried to really be um, intuitive in how we present the information so it makes sense to you. It's easy for you to find. You don't have to dig through a bunch of stuff to get to the information you need and make the most of the time you spend with your, your troops and your unit members more productive, giving them direct information that would be appropriate to their situation. So thank you all for joining us. I hope you found the information we shared today valuable and helpful. Please don't forget about the resources we mentioned. They will all be linked on the description page for today's episode. So you can get to them very easily. If you have feedback or questions, you can reach out to us at public, that's P-U-B-L-I-C dot military one source dot mil backslash feedback, or you can use that handy little button that Rebecca just described at the top upper right hand corner on EFMP and me. We have more podcasts like this coming to you though. Until then, have a great day. You've been listening to a podcast for EFMP families brought to you by the Office of Special Needs and Military OneSource. Come back to catch our episode on education. I'm Karen Terry. Thanks for listening.